welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're happy that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to it. We certainly hope and pray that you would be edified and Christ would be glorified. We know we get emails from listeners from time to time. And uh, the one gentleman out of uh, South Dakota said that he really enjoys listening to our podcast as he works. He plays it in the background and and his employees and all get to listen to it as well. And so we say hello and hope that you'll continue to listen. We appreciate the positive comments. If you'd like to make a good comment about us or have a question, would like to support us, or you are a prayer warrior, we have a prayer page. All that's on our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. We certainly hope that you would check that out. You can also find us uh, our social media accounts there. We've uh, set up a new one on uh, MeWe, and that's uh, just really starting off. Also on LinkedIn and uh, Twitter, although we don't have very many people on Twitter uh, following us there. We get hits there, but very few people are actually following. If you'd like to uh, have a prayer request submitted, we know there are many people all over the world. You also can do that on our Contact Us page at biblicalquestion.com, and we'd be happy to add you to our prayer list as well. We have an opportunity with this podcast with a, a company. It's called asopet.com. Uh, they are offering to help uh, a percent of their sales to support the podcast. It's not a done deal. We're still talking to uh, people trying to figure out how to get all that done. And so if you have a pet of any kind, I would encourage you to at least go check it out. I'm sure they would appreciate it. I know we appreciate the fact that uh, an opportunity to help support us here. So we really, truly uh, enjoy doing the podcast. We have, like I said earlier, many listeners from all around the world. And each week, that seems to go up three, four, five on an average listeners per week. And so uh, we're way over 200 a week. We've actually been closer to 300 at times. I think sometimes the pandemic uh, plays a play in it. Uh, holidays, um, people and overseas have to go to a uh, internet cafe where they have to go and download uh, the podcast and then they go home. And I've noticed some countries, uh, certain ones, the, the downloads will really spike and then it'll be down for a couple weeks. And so I'm, that's my guess. It's what's going on. And so we pray each and every day for our listeners. We also pray for those who are persecuted for seeking out the truth of Christ, following Him, owning a Bible, uh, and telling others about the glory of God. Persecution is going to be a real big thing more and more across the world, across the globe, even in the Western Hemisphere. It's already... Uh, becoming uh, looked upon as second-class citizens in some places. Many, many church buildings are closed, being torn down in the United States. And so it's a kind of a sad situation. It shouldn't shock any of us. We all need to understand and believe and know that uh, God is still in control. Our king is still on his throne, and he's got everything where he wants it to be. And it's a matter of us trusting him and that he knows what he's doing. Today we're going to talk about Moses. The prayer of Moses will actually be the title of it. And you have a Bible, I'd encourage you to follow along. We will be in Exodus for 
the majority of this podcast, and I'm going to read to you Exodus 20, verses 18 to 21. I'll be reading for the New American Standard Update. All the people perceiving the thunder and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, and when they saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. Then they said to Moses, Speak to us yourself, and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us, or we will die. Verse 20. Moses said to the people, Don't be afraid, for God has come in order to test you, in order that the fear of him may remain with you, and so that you may not sin. So the people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God was. You know, we in this day and time, I, I know especially in the culture that we're in, here in the United States, there's not really a true fear of God. Everybody says God is love. Well, of course he's love. Um, but there's more to it. If you're going to make an apple pie, there's more than just apples in the pie. And so we need to understand there is a healthy fear of God and who he is. It's more of a respect of who he is, the ultimate power that he has and he uh, will be and is the judge of the world. And so including everybody listening and including me. And so we need to understand uh, God is much bigger than we perceive him to be or want to, to believe that he is. There's a story about a man uh, who was charged in, in a court of law with stealing his neighbor's rake. The neighbor was, a, was rich and a, a controlling man who had very few friends among the common people. However, the evidence against the defendant was overwhelming. And when the jury retired to consider the verdict, they were only gone for five minutes. When they returned to the courtroom, the judge asked, Have you reached a verdict, Mr. Foreman? We have, Your Honor, the foreman replied, and handed a, a paper to the clerk. The clerk read, We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty, provided he returns the rake. The judge brought down the gavel and, and sharply and saying, Foreman of the jury, that is not a proper verdict. The defendant is either guilty or not guilty. He told the jury to retire and come back with a lawful verdict. So they left the room and, and returned again in, in about another five minutes. The verdict was handed to the clerk who unfolded the paper and read the following. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty, and he can keep the rake. You might say the jury was engaged in some creative decision-making, that they were not really comfortable with the options they had. So they came up with a verdict that was new and, and, and unique. In today's uh, text here that we read, uh, Dealing with Moses' prayer for Israel, we are faced with something uncomfortable uh, for many of us. It is a teaching from the Scripture that seems to go against everything we've ever been taught about God Almighty Himself. A teaching 
which might just help us look at prayer in a way that is entirely new and unique. And the first one is this. I, I want to talk about a brief history leading up to this prayer by Moses. Approximately four months before this prayer, Moses had led the Israelites out of Egypt. And it, and it seems for the moment uh, they were freed from slavery. The Israelites did nothing but complain from the moment they left Egypt. They complained at the waters of the Red Sea because they were afraid of the Egyptians. They complained in the desert because, first of all, uh, they didn't think they had enough to eat. And then they didn't think they had enough to drink. So when they get to this mountain and saw the power of God displayed in lightning and thunder and smoke, and they heard the voice of God as he spoke and declared the Ten Commandments. They, in, in, in essence, they, they told Moses, <laughs> you go talk to God. We, uh, we can't stand to listen to him anymore. Okay? It's so, again, as, as we heard in, in the scripture reading, they uh, become afraid of God. One has to ask yourself, they watched all of the plagues of Egypt and how Moses said it would be, and it was. Uh, how the, they were able to leave by the power of God, because Moses told them, and it was so. They watched the Red Sea part, and, and they walked on dry land. Okay, it's so, again, <laughs> why is it they don't believe and trust in God and why are they afraid of him? You know, ever since they left Egypt, the Israelites again, they had done nothing but complain and grumble, not only against Moses, but also against God. And finally, while Moses is up on the mountaintop with this all-powerful God, the Israelites, they decide they're bored, and they talk Aaron into making a golden calf for them to, to worship in spite of the fact this was a direct violation of the second commandment which had been proclaimed to them a little over 40 days ago. Okay, they heard the Ten Commandments. Go back and study this out a little deeper. You'll see that they absolutely heard God speaking. And so they knew, especially Aaron, he knows better. And the Israelites, again, they, they had been nothing but trouble ever since God freed them from their chains. And now, and now it appears God has had enough. Exodus 32, starting in verse 7. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Go down at once for your people. Notice how it's not his people no more, it's Moses' people. For your people whom you brought up from the land of Egypt has corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned aside from the way which I commanded them. They have made for themselves a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and sacrificed to it, and said, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Verse 9, The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, they are abstinent people. Now then, let me alone, that my anger may burn against them, 
and that I may destroy them, and I will make of you a great nation. So God tells Moses, I'm going to wipe these people off the face of the earth. That's exactly what, how I see that when I interpret that. And I'm going to build a new nation around you, Moses. Which leads us kind of into the second idea here, the second point. Was God serious? Did he really intend to wipe out the entire nation and rebuild a new nation from Moses' offspring? <laughs> yes, I, I believe he did. I think God said it. Uh, that's what he meant. I mean, if we think God was not going to follow through with the threat, I, I think we'd be calling God a liar. And I'm not going to go there. What about us as parents who are listening to the podcast? Do you threaten your children to, with discipline and then you don't follow through with it? I, I know growing up my father never made threats. He just made promises. And, you know, a, a good parent would never threaten any punishment that you didn't intend to follow through on. I mean... Kids do pick up on empty threats. Kids are not stupid. They know if they can play a parent or not. And they will do so if they can. Moses certainly took God seriously. Moses was so convinced that God intended to do what he threatened. Uh, he offers up an immediate prayer. And it's really in a very intense prayer. And as a result of Moses' prayer... God changed his mind and decided not to destroy the Israelites. What? God did what? He, God changed his mind? God's not supposed to do that, right? I mean, that's, that's what goes through your mind, and that's a, a question that you will get over and over again. Anybody who studies the Bible for very long. Numbers 23, verse 19 says this. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man, that he should repent. He has said, and he will not do it. Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? You know, we're all taught to believe God, he knows all things. And if he knows all things, why would he make this threat if he knows He's got no intentions of carrying out that threat. It's a problem from our side and really from our point of view. We are taught prayer is a powerful force. The problem is this. We do not always believe that prayer works. And I went through this years ago in a congregation where they didn't believe in miracles, really. They didn't believe that God really answered prayer, but they still prayed because they thought they were commanded to do so, and they could look righteous or something. I'm not sure. But anyhow, my question always was to them, if you don't believe in the power of prayer, why are you bothering? If you don't believe God in His nature is miraculous and can do all things... Again, why are you bothering? Why are you wasting your time? Keep your thumb there in Exodus chapter 32 and, and turn with me to the New Testament real quick. I'm going to read four different verses here 
And if you want to follow along, I'd encourage you to do so. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Again, this is, this is Jesus speaking in all four of these verses that we're going to read. Excuse me, three. I'm going to read just three. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Okay? Again, here's Jesus. He's talking, and he's talking about people here on earth in the church. And if we're going to ask, that's, uh, that's a form of prayer, because we ask for things in prayer. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted to you. Again, this is a quote from Jesus. Okay? Directly out of the mouth of God. John 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. James, the uh, the brother of Jesus, he would write in chapter 5, uh, verse 16, last part of that verse anyway, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. You know, all of our lives we've been told we can change things through prayer. However, in the back of our minds, for some unknown reason, there, there is this nagging suspicion our prayers really don't amount to a hill of beans, that we might say. In other words, they really don't amount to much. I mean, God is God, and God will do whatever He wants to do. And so, what's the difference of my prayer really going to make? I mean, if God's going to do what He wants to do anyway, why bother? And I think this is the attitude of many, many Christians. But verse 10, back to Exodus 32, it tells us why we should bother, why we should make this effort, why we should have zero doubt, no nagging suspicions of any kind. Exodus 32, verse 10 says, Now then, let me alone that my anger may burn against them, and that I may destroy them, and I will make of you a great nation. So, okay, stop and think about this for just a minute. Why did God tell Moses to leave me alone? Why bother tell Moses to, to leave God alone? Why would he say that? Why not simply stretch forth his arm and, and wipe the Israelites off the face of the map? I mean, right? Just a snap of the finger and boom, they're gone. And then he tells Moses what's going to happen next. He is God after all. And what makes a difference would it really make whether or not Moses approved of God's plan here or not? It seems it made all the difference in the world. For so You see here, it, it looks like God is asking Moses for permission to do what he's already decided to do. Why would God do that? Well, I think it's because 
God has given Moses some authority over the Israel of uh, the people. I mean, he is in a leadership role that God has placed him there. He's kind of that in-between, that, that gopher in-between or whatever. But notice how God describes the Israelites here in verse 7 of the same chapter. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Go down at once, for your people whom you brought up from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. You see, the people of Israel had been given to Moses. They were an area of his influence. And while God does really want to destroy them, he asked Moses for permission. It is a responsibility of God has given to Moses. And Moses has authority because God has already provided that to him. Again, back to the New Testament here. We also have authority in prayer. Because God has given us that. We take prayer, I think, as a whole. In many of the congregations I've been attached to, very lightly. It's a very formal type prayer. In fact, I filled in in a pulpit here years ago outside of Las Vegas. And everybody had the prayer wrote down on a piece of paper. Well, that didn't bother me, uh, per se. What bothered me was I found out later that was the exact same prayer they had prayed for the last 20 years. Okay, we take prayer lightly, and there's nothing more important, I think, as a Christian than communicating with God and talking to God in prayer and understanding the power a prayer. Prayer can move mountains. Okay? I mean, listen to what the words of Jesus here again. Matthew 18, verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two you of you agree on earth about anything that is that you may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Again, we read Matthew eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, all things from which you pray and ask, Believe that you have received them, and they will be granted you. John fifteen seven. Again, we read this a minute ago. If you abide in me, in my words, abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. We have been given permission by our Creator God, and He will meet our needs and our desires as long as they don't violate any law that he has laid out he's going to help us with that that's what prayer is all about you and I have been given this privilege because we are we're in his flock he's our shepherd we're in his kingdom he's our king now, let us get to this issue of challenging, or excuse me, changing God's mind. Moses did not presume to change God's mind. Moses still prayed with an eye on what would be uh, in God's will. And back to Exodus 32, starting in verse 11. Then Moses entreated the Lord his God and said, O Lord, 
Why is your anger burned against your people? Notice now Moses throwing it back at God. says, ha, they're really your people. Whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with your great power and your mighty hand. Why should the Egyptians speak, saying, With evil intent he brought them out to, to kill them in the mountain and destroy them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger and change your mind about doing harm to your people. Verse 13. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel? Your servants to whom you swore by yourself and said to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars in the heavens. And all this land which I have spoken I will give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. Moses appeals to the the reason why God would want to spare this nation. Egypt would get the impression that Jehovah God had brought the people out of the desert for the sole purpose of destroying them. And there was a promise God had made to Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Let me repeat this. Even though Moses had a position of responsibility and authority with Israel, he still prayed with an eye on what would be God's will. I think that's so important for us to understand today. As an example, a husband has a position of authority and responsibility in the home. And I know that statement is not politically correct. It goes through against so many things that we're taught and want to believe in the day and time that we live in. But here a Christian, the ultimate authority has to be the scriptures. And here's the Apostle Paul writing in to the church in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is also the head of the church, he himself being the Savior of the body. Now some men have taken this passage as to permission to do whatever they want and however they please and use and abuse their wives. They believe that God has given them this mandate to control their entire household with an iron fist and you, you will keep my bed warm at night. Be careful with that. Such men are not really wise. God tells husbands we are to treat our brides with special care. They're, they're very tender. They're, they're easily broke. Um, they're very, that's just the way God made them. It, it, that makes them beautiful. First Peter here, here's the Apostle Peter. Verse 3, verse 7 says, You husbands in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. Peter was a husband himself, despite with some teachings out there. It's pretty clear. He had a mother-in-law who got sick, and she's his healer, so he has to be married. He has a mother-in-law. Peter himself, under the Jewish traditions and rules, would be the head of his household, and understood this. A godly man must not misuse his wife. Because if he does, Peter's pretty clear here, God will not hear his prayers. 
my point is this. Yes, a husband has authority and has a responsibility in the home. If he is wise, he keeps an eye on what God's will is in his home. Not what he has personal desires and thinks what kind of dictatorship he is supposed to have. Because if, if he has this attitude, Peter the Apostle makes it very clear. Your prayers will be hindered. And I personally don't want my prayers hindered. I want God to hear my prayer. I want answered prayers. I need that avenue. Likewise, we have an authority in prayer. Christians have permission to ask God to shape His will to our request. But we would be wise to also keep an eye on what God has desire for us as His sheep, as His people. In other words, pray with an eye on what pleases Jesus. What would glorify His name? John 14, 14, again, If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Before we close the podcast, we, we really need to address the question of using prayer to, to pull a fast one on God. First of all, I don't believe that you can. I don't think God would ever allow a fast one to be pulled. I think that's already been tried and in Lucifer found out, or has found out, that that doesn't work very well. There are those who believe in authority of prayer, but who uses that authority with the belief that they somehow can force God to alter His will and God's desires. We need to be careful. I encountered a man who had been praying intently to God for his mother to be healed. And when she died, he came very embittered, so much so that he left the faith and he's never returned to the church. Though he never would have admitted it, he was trying to use prayer to force God to do his bidding. Back to Exodus, and then we'll close. Exodus 32, 30-34 On the next day Moses said to the people, You yourselves have committed a great sin, and now I'm going up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make an atonement for your sin. Then Moses returned to the Lord and said, Alas, this people has committed a great sin, and they have made a god of gold for themselves. But now, if you will, forgive their sin. And if not, please blot, out, plot, blot me out from your book which you have written. The Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, and notice this, I will blot him out of my book. But now go, lead the people where I told you. Behold my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in this day, I will punish. I will punish them for their sin. So in essence here, God is telling Moses, there will be some things God simply will not change on. 
Though God had granted Moses' earlier request, there were requests that were not going to be granted. The sins committed by God would not and just does not look them over. There's always a consequence for sin. Does not mean there's not forgiveness, because there is forgiveness. And that's what the blood of Jesus is all about. That is why Jesus came, was to pay that price and the consequence of eternal life being separated from God. When you and I pray, we can pray with a confidence. We can boldly come before God with the knowledge we have permission to petition Him. We are able to approach our King in His throne room and ask Him for so many things. When you and I pray, we are entering the presence of God with our request. While in prayer, He deserves the utmost respect from us. Let us never forget the price that He paid for us to have this honor, this privilege. God wants us to pray. He wants to hear from us. He wants to hear our, our needs, our worries, our praises, and our thankfulness. Again, Jesus took the punishment for every sinner who has ever walked and will walk the face of the earth so that we all may have eternal life. I hope this podcast will encourage you to study a little more deeper about prayer. I hope it will encourage husbands to lead their wives and their families uh, the way God is in intended. I hope it shows us that God and how he really looks at sin and false worship and putting other things in front of him, how he feels about that. But we also know that if we have committed these sins, that there is a forgiveness. There is an atonement that was made for us. You know, as I studied through this uh, idea of, of Jesus the King and approaching him with request, you know, if you study the book of Esther, it was forbidden to, to go before the king unless he requested your presence. And Esther was very bold and said, if I die, I die. Some versions say, if I perish, I perish. But she had a petition that was very important, and she really knew the only one that could help her at that moment in time was the king. And so she approached the king. You and I can approach the king at any time. We have his permission to do so. And I, I certainly hope that if you are a prayer warrior, that you would pray for those who have asked you for prayers, that you'd pray for this ministry as we strive to find ways of becoming more full-time again, uh, not just doing a weekly podcast, but to be able to do, uh, do full-time ministry. We both truly miss it and want to try to figure out how we can do that. But you'll go to the webpage there and, and read the prayer request and pray for those people. Uh, perhaps there's a need within your own family. I'd encourage you to open your Bible daily and read it, study it. As much as I appreciate uh, all of our listeners and the downloads and the positive comments, a weekly podcast of 30 to minutes or so on average 
It's not enough to feed your soul. You need to be studying and reading every day. Again, I want to thank you for listening. Make sure you hit that like button and follow us so that you get alerts of our next podcast when we release it, generally every Saturday, uh, Chicago time, uh, usually in the afternoon. But because of COVID, we've been forced into quarantine here, and so we've been releasing them early on Saturday morning. And so we, we appreciate you as our listeners, and we are so thankful that God has allowed us this blessing. Again, may God bless you, and may He have the glory.